Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Good Alaska, this is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska podcast. I am somewhere in Alaska. Most of you know it's probably Anchorage. But regardless, before we get started in today's episode, I just want to take that moment and ask you, if you have a quick second and you haven't done it yet, could you give us a five-star review? Listen, we're bumped up to 88 reviews, and we want to try to get to 100 before the end of the year. That means 12 more reviews. That means we need you. So... If you could, just take a quick second. Give us a five-star review. And if you perhaps want to go the extra mile because you're like, you know what? I like Scott. I like M-R-A-K. I like Suzanne and John. So I'm going to go ahead and leave them an awesome written review. We love reading those. They have been overwhelmingly positive, and it really helps us. Listen, it helps with search engine optimization. helps when people are searching for topics we talk about. And it helps us climb in the rankings. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get the news out to you guys, our listeners, our readers and our supporters. So thank you for that. Now, as many of you know, the ordinance here in Anchorage has been passed. AO 2021-91, which was the mass law, has been passed and has been passed with many different exemptions, many different things played to it, uh, including the mayor and his executive team, which I thought was a nice touch at the end there. You know, religious assemblies. Next, the mayor and his executive team. Well, what this is also leading to is a nationwide and also state, local problem. And here's the problem. It's not just masks now that we're trying to figure out if that should be mandated, but now it's the vaccine. And because of the Biden administration, we have a plethora of different organizations across the country who are beginning to mandate vaccinations. Now, right now, I am not sure if the Biden administration really rolled out with the exception of deadlines. How do What's the, what's the actual protocol for testing every day? How is the reporting going to be done? What happens if somebody applies for religious exemption? I mean, all of these questions were never answered when the president decided to roll out the sweeping vaccination mandate for companies 100 and over. We still haven't seen it yet. So now we're stuck in this limbo stage where it's sort of been said that this needs to happen or there will be penalties, but at the same time, there's really no clear protocol as to how to report, how to figure out who's mandated, who's not. Do we need to ask to see their uh, COVID shot card, which does that go against any sort of anti-discrimination laws? There are a lot of hangups, not to mention all the court cases right now that I'm sure the White House legal team is a very appreciative and, and there's no doubt that this is going to end up in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is going to have to make a decision on the executive branch's powers and where they stop and where they begin. Because this is where it's always been headed. When one party owns all three branches, excuse me, let me rephrase that, that's not true. When one party owns the executive and legislative branch, both the House and the Senate, this is what you get. You get sweeping, unchallenged, unchecked powers. Well, at the meantime, the crisis in this country is getting out of control. The border has been absolutely ridiculous. You're now hearing accounts of secret flights from the border in Texas to 
White Plains, New York, Jacksonville, Florida, where planes are going at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And this is reported on Fox News. It has been researched by the New York Post. So this is not like conspiracy theorists 101 over here. This is a legit reporting done by special investigative reporters. They've been to these sites. They've been to the airfields out in New York. They've been to the airfield on Jacksonville. And what they're seeing are these late night flights that are coming in and they're releasing immigrants. I don't know if they're legal or illegal. We can't tell because obviously we're not privy to that information. And then what they're doing is they're taking them on buses and they're dropping them off at random places. Now, supposedly many of these are kids, which also begs the question, why are you dropping random kids off, for example, in New York at bus stops? That doesn't seem to be helping those kids who do not have family. So we have that unmitigated disaster at the border that is not helping. By all accounts, some estimates say that 15 million illegal immigrants have flooded into the country. I'm not against immigration. I'm for legal immigration, but I'm not against immigration at all, by no means. And Kamala Harris is yet to visit the border. We'll get there. We're dealing with the border, she says, but we'll get there. We'll win, Kamala. Your own party it's starting to rail against the president and your administration. So now there's this unmitigated disaster at the border. You have a president who has put together this sweeping federal mandate for COVID vaccinations. The economy is taking. You've got an unprecedented amount of cargo ships off the coast of California waiting or trying to figure out how to get into the port in Los Angeles. You've got the president who sees this, is calling a local port to beg them to work 24-7, which the union's not going to allow that to happen. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to those who backed you, sir. You have all of these things going on, and yet it's like being in a house that's on fire, and you've seen that meme with the dog sitting at the table go, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We definitely know that's not true. Not everything is fine. But with decisions come consequences. You can find on Must Read Alaska, 127 Washington State Patrol workers, nearly 6% of the agency, fired over the refusal to take the vaccine mandate. Now, <clears throat> I, like to, I like to be an observer of social media. These officers have been phoning in from their squad car the last day they were on patrol and giving a passionate speech about how they've served for years many over 20 years, and because of this mandate from their governor, Jay Inslee, they are now signing off, saying they will no longer serve, and then they have a few choice words for the governor. Uh, this is just going to be one of many, many around the country that you're going to start seeing this. Listen, it, you think it's a surprise that Southwest Airlines is now going to the federal government saying, is there a possibility of an exemption for pilots because Southwest Airlines just lost millions of dollars with the fact that pilots were taking vacation and calling in sick. And who blames them? These are the same people that in six weeks from now are going to be let go. So they don't get to recoup any of that vacation time. You might as well take it now. You know who pays the price? The citizens. They pay the price. Flights canceled, nearly 3,000 flights canceled at Southwest. Millions of dollars lost, people stranded, because we want to try, try to make this, this shot political. And that's what it's become. It's, it's political. And again, you've, you've heard my plea to this. There is absolutely no way, there is no way 
that you can logically tell me how one person who's unvaccinated walks into a room of vaccinated people and is a threat. It's just unclear. I have never heard somebody articulate anything of cohesion that makes me go, oh, that makes sense. It just doesn't. Because if you believe what you said about the vaccine, then that wouldn't be a problem. But then again, what we do, we go to the extremes. We go to the far ends of the curve. And thus, that's what we decide that we're going to try to poke holes in when it's less than 5%. Now, that's a made-up stat. I should say that. But I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, when you're at the end of the curve, you're not talking about, on both sides, you're not talking about a high percentage here. But here we are, right? Here we are. So you can find this uh, under the title, 127 Washington State Patrol Workers, nearly 6% of agency fired over refusal of, of NZ vaccination mandate. Quote, 53 civil servants and 74 commissioned officers, 67 troops, six sergeants, and one captain have, for various reasons and in various ways, separated from appointment, according to the Washington State Patrol. Well, if that isn't just sugar-coated, I don't know what is. Quote, as the agency moves through the next several days, leaders will gauge the immediate actual impact for short-term mitigation. Meaning, don't worry, we'll be able to make this up. And that time, the agency will move resources where necessary and specific personnel losses demand adjustment. And the mid- and long-term Washington State Patrol will continue its ongoing efficiency reviews and vigorous recruiting that will fill three new academy classes in the month to come. On the civil side, the agency will make similar adjustments and look to fill vacancies with the best candidates possible as soon as possible. As for the more than 2,000 individuals who elected to stay with our agency, subtext for the more than 2,000 people who said, hey, I don't mind taking a shot, but those who don't want to or have choice, screw you guys. That's subtextual, of course. I am forever thankful. We have the responsibility of the agency to carry forward, and I am not going to ask you to do more with less. We shall do our very best to keep our remaining staff from becoming overburdened by these temporary losses, says Chief John R. Batiste. The way these things are couched are, are amazing to me. Once again, and we've talked about this for a month and a half now, guys, right? I said, here's coming down the pike. I even told you in AO 2021-91, the, the text and the messaging is clear. It's us versus them. It's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's not about choice anymore. No, no, no. Choice was gone way, way long ago. Because if that was the case, everybody would go back to when both Kamala Harris and Jen Polsky and... Joe Biden said we never mandate a vaccine, never mandate masking. No, 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 no. Wouldn't do that. That's not us. Or we could go back even further when they said I wouldn't trust a vaccine that came out that quickly. Do we forget that? That on the campaign trail, one of their biggest points against Trump was, well, that vaccine came out way too fast. I wouldn't trust that. Nobody's going to take that. My, has that changed? See, the, the, the crappy thing about the news cycle is this, guys, and you know this. It all it takes is 24 hours to move on to the next thing. That's all it takes is 24 hours, and then we're on to the next thing, and we forget about what was said five minutes ago. But the problem is, is that I don't. And many people don't. And Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, both said, and I quote, 
Why would you take a vaccine that came out that fast? The public is not going to trust that, and nor should they. Maybe this is a semi-quote. Let's call it a paraphrase quote. And now all of a sudden, it's get vaccinated or you're a part of them. And then you could go to the extreme like Australia, where essentially Australia is, is killing economically and personally with their liberties Australians who do not want the vaccination. And trust me, we think, oh, we're not Australia. Really? How about Canada? Essentially saying, if you want to enjoy any of the public services that we offer, you better be vaccinated or don't even think about leaving your house. You can't even fly without a vaccination in Canada now. We all like to think this is, you know, oh, these countries, they're not America. They're not America. Well, that's just not, listen, we're in a global world now. We're not nationalists in terms of like, it's America, America first. We're going to do what's best for Americans, not worry about anybody else. No, no, no. That's, that's not, like we're not back in 1776, people. We're in a global economy. We're in a global community. And countries are now taking cues from other countries. And this will test if we're still the global leader in things. I'm telling you. Well, not every country is going to cow down. Not every country is going, sorry, not every company is going to bow down to this. Delta Airlines has decided that it's not going to force, force its, its workforce to get vaccinated. It's not going to do that. It's under the heading Delta variant. Airline goes its own way, won't mandate vaccines in employees. We get you the article here by Suzanne. Using a carrot and stick approach, Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian said that more than 90% of the airline staff is vaccinated. So the company will continue to encourage, excuse me, but not mandate the COVID-19 vaccines. It's the only U.S.-based airline to not require the COVID vaccine in its workforce. And Bastian said it's a better way to earn the loyalty of its employees. Go figure. Bastion expects that within a month, the vaccination rate will increase by another 5%. The reason the mandate was put in by president, I believe, was because they wanted to make sure companies had a plan to get their employees vaccinated, he told the Clayman Countdown on Fox News. A month before the president came out with the mandate, we had already announced our plan to get all our people vaccinated, and the good news is the plan is working. Bastion said the airline is allowing medical and religious exemptions. Hmm. But since September, any employee not fully vaccinated will need to get a COVID test weekly as long as the community case rates are high. And beginning in November, unvaccinated employees in the company's health care plan will be subject to a 200-monthly surcharge because the average hospital stay for COVID has cost the company 50000 per person. I mean, listen, here's what I like about the story. We're just incentivizing people is what he's saying. We incentivized early before the mandate came out from the president. Fine. They're honoring medical and religious exemptions. Great. I still have a problem with what we're doing, which is segregating individuals. So $200 monthly surcharge. So it sounds like a pre-existing condition, guys, doesn't it? Huh? Isn't that what we fought against there, Obamacare? That nobody should have to pay more for pre-existing conditions? Oh my gosh. It hurts my head to think about the stupidity and illogical process that's going through here. It does. 
It hurts. It hurts. He goes on to say, this surcharge will be necessary to address the financial risk the decision to not vaccinate is creating for our company. In recent weeks, since the rise of the variant, all Delta employees have been hospitalized with COVID. We're not fully vaccinated. I can't give enough thanks to the Delta team providing a great product for our customers, and it's one of the reasons we are profitable this quarter. Look, I get it. It's probably the best case scenario for a airliner right now. And and let's be honest, Delta really missed out on what potentially could have been millions lost that Southwest is now feeling. But my gosh, we just so easily forget. I mean, the Democratic Party is, I mean, I don't know how this is going to continue to move. Because everything that they said they fought for and were for is now being dismantled by this COVID-19. Allowing, I mean, where's the outrage for the extra surcharge? A pre-existing condition. And the pre-existing condition here is you're not vaccinated, quote-unquote, for COVID. I'll give it to Delta. They are honoring medical and religious exemptions. I know that many of the other airlines are not, but give it to them for that. But, I mean, there are still things. We're, it just amazes me. That's the thing. It amazes me. Well, here in Alaska... University President Pitney says they won't mandate vaccines at this time for UAF. All right. That's cool. I I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Quote, after discussing with leadership or leaders throughout the UA system, I have decided to maintain the existing process for specific programmatic programmatic, vaccine requirements and not require COVID-19 vaccines for Fairbanks-based facilities faculty, staff, and in-person students at this time, she wrote. Well, I wholeheartedly believe that vaccination is our best line of defense against COVID-19 and encourage all students and employees to get vaccinated. Other considerations led me to this decision. She then goes on to write, we are already receiving information about targeted federal requirements and we will apply those as necessary. However, it appears likely that we may need to institute a system-wide vaccination requirement to comply with one or more of the federal funding agencies and makes sense to hold implementation of any broad vaccination requirement until we have more clarity on the extended scope of the anticipated vaccine federal vaccine requirement wow who said who said that the clarifying process and procedures for this federal mandate said by joe biden almost a month ago is hindering any organization from actually knowing what they should do, but in fact is being used as a tool right now to try to get comp, uh, organizations to comply without actually having any teeth behind it. I think I said that. Now, the president of UAF is saying it. And I don't blame her. This is a great response. Hey, I don't know what we're actually supposed to do, how we're supposed to account for all this, what the testing requirements are. Is it a rapid test? Is it a long-form test? Until they get their results back, do they stay at home? Do we need teleworking? How do we actually report these numbers? How do we report how we're supposed to ask without anti-discrimination lawsuits coming down the pike? Well, we don't know any of that. But you know what? Get them vaccinated. It's just such poorly planned. And, and, And you know it was a tactic to try to get people just to comply as opposed to what it should be, a choice. Well, that's it for me this week. Listen, 
we are going to continue to do this every day because I think this is going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And if you want to support this, you could do so by going to mustreadalaska.com. And at the top right, there's a donation. Every little bit counts. We appreciate every one of our listeners, readers, and donors and supporters. We, we do appreciate you guys. You have been incredible. We're trying to make sure we bring a full picture view of stories and of information around the state, around the localized public arena, and, uh, and some national stuff as well. But if you haven't, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, MeWe, Parlor, Rumble, The Works. You can find us at Must Read Alaska One Word. That's our handle. And until next time, guys, take care.